This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So here are the external options. We'll start with free agency. Kevin Kiermeyer, there's a club option on. I'm not interested in Kevin Kiermeyer. He's 33 years old. He never stays healthy. He's a garbage hitter. Uh, great defensively. Absolutely. You want him as a late inning defensive replacement? Sure. I got no problem. But ideally, that's not where I'm going. And that's it. As far as natural center fielders are concerned, there's no one else. Aaron Judge has played center field, but as we talked about, at least in my mind, you, I think, clearly disagree. I don't think they're going to be in play for him. So now you have to find trade options. Okay. Trade option number one is Cody Bellinger. And I don't think Cody Bellinger will necessarily be a trade option more than he would be a non-tender option because Cody Bellinger is due to make about $19 million this year. I don't know what happened to him. I can't answer it. He's not a $19 million a year player to the point where the Dodgers are benching him in the postseason. But am I intrigued by him? Yeah. I'm intrigued by him for two reasons. Number one, he's good defensively in center field. So your worst case scenario is, all right, you have yourself a guy who can play defense in center field. And number two, when a guy is that good, not that long ago, and he's still young, isn't there a part of you that says, you know what, get that guy a change of scenery, and he's going to figure it out. Now, it's been a couple of years of Cody Bellinger sucking. This past year, he had 210. He had a 654 OPS. He struck out 150 times. It was abysmal. In 2021, he played 95 games. He hit 165. He had a 542 OPS. He has been a bad player for two years running. In 2020, when he played, he wasn't great, but he wasn't this bad. But in 2019, which is not eternity ago, he won the goddamn MVP and hit 47 home runs, 115 RBIs, and a 1,000 OPS. I'm not paying him $19 million, but if the LA Dodgers non-tender Cody Ballinger, not a bad option, not a bad option. You don't want him, do you? <laughs> oh, you were waiting for me to comment on this guy? No, I don't want any point. Here's Evan. Like, this is the thing that now listen, to, uh, to be make a fair case, I've been high on the Glaber Torres train as far as why the hell do Yankee fans want to trade him so bad? Because he had a few years ago where he what hit 38 home runs. I know he fell off. The 2020 doesn't count to me for anybody. You could just toss that year away. I know 2021 was a down year, but this year he started to hit the ball better. He started to play. Listen, moving to second base, I think got himself out of his head. This is not a Glaber Torres podcast nor a Yankee podcast, but the point is similarity. 2019, they had good year or was it 2019 for Torres or was it 2018 for him but either way they've had years of success so yes I'll buy into that but my god I want upgrades dude I can't be like all right Brandon Nimmo we're not going to bring him back so let's bring in Cody Bellinger who can play a good defensive center fielder and then what turn it to Trent Grisham 
I mean, listen, in the playoffs, I guess I'll take that. But overall, I, I don't know if I could do that uh, offensively. I can't see a Joey Gallo playing uh, or hitting on our team uh, for the Mets. Bellinger is best as an option of, hey, I'm taking a flyer on him. He's not best as an option of someone to rely on. I agree with you. I'm just bringing him up as a name because there aren't a lot of them. Uh, I know. An, I know. Another option, and I'm going to give you two guys who are potential trade candidates. Because all you can do in trying to figure out trade candidates is use your noodle and think about the team, how much more years of control they have, and use logic. Would this team trade this guy? And then also, hey, locally, are there rumors about this team trading that guy? So I'll give you one that makes no sense. I, I don't understand why this team would trade him, and that's Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles. He's 28 years old. He's got three more years of arbitration, so the Orioles should be in no rush to trade him. And the Orioles had a good year this year. But when they traded Trey Mancini and they traded Jorge Lopez, there were rumblings, which I didn't fully understand, of trading Cedric Mullins. Uh, there's a couple of issues here, no, but besides you know, the skepticism that the Orioles would even trade him. If they did, if they took a 28-year-old left-handed hitting center fielder who's coming off not a great year this year, but two years ago had an awesome year. It was an all-star year. What are they expecting back? They're probably expecting a lot back. And it goes back to my point earlier that I don't think the Mets are hoarding their prospects to trade, no offense, for Cedric Mullins. I think they're doing it for a bigger fish. So, A, this wouldn't be the time to trade Mullins because he's not coming off a good season. And number two, why would you trade him if you're the Orioles? That's Option number one. Option number two, this guy may be traded. And that's because the Pirates are a minor league team. And that's Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds has also three more years of arbitration eligibility. Actually, he has one more. They signed him to a contract, so he's paid for the next two years. And then there's a third year of arbitration. That's just getting into the weeds on it. But bottom line is, you control him for three more years. He's 28 years old. I've read in Pittsburgh, they think he's regressed as a center fielder. That essentially two years ago, he was great. And he was a gold glover and he was there, a gold glove finalist. And then for whatever reason this year, he completely regressed. I find that that's part of why I, I question a lot of these uh, analytics that cover defense. You tell me he really got bad in one year from 26 to 27. He just sucks now defensively. I can understand guys getting better. He's getting worse. Reynolds had a productive offensive year. I'll give you his numbers. They're better than Nimmo. They're close, but they're better. 262, 27 home runs, 62 RBIs, 807 OPS. Essentially the same OPS, but hit for a lot more pop. They strike out a similar amount of time. Reynolds doesn't get on base quite as much. Switch hitter, 27 years old, so a few years younger than Nimmo. Great. I mean, I'd love Brian, I'd love Brian Reynolds, but it goes back to the cost. If the Pirates are trading him, what do they expect? And that's part of the problem, Pete. Like you said something earlier, I want to get better. I agree with you. If you lost Nemo and your replacement is Brian Reynolds, just a trade-off, I'd say, okay, okay. He's a little bit younger. He's a switch hitter. Uh, I look back at what he did in 2021, and I say, that guy may be better. The problem is you got to trade for him. So you've weakened yourself in whatever you just dealt for Brian Reynolds. So Brian Reynolds, to me, of all the guys I can potentially name that may be available, is the Trey Turner excluded because Turner is obviously a better player. But we're talking more about my project of moving him to center field. Brian Reynolds is the best guy I can name. He is. He's, he is 
at least over the last two years, better than Nimmo, as good as Nimmo, however you want to define it. And he'd make a lot less money, but you got to trade for him. And the trading for guys thing is a turnoff because I just want to be a bully. I want to sign free agents and hoard all my prospects unless I'm getting a absolute stud difference maker. And I like Reynolds. He's not that. Um, if you were to package him with their closer. Bender, yes. And, yes. Then I think that, that we'd have ourselves a deal depending on how much we have to give for them. For for uh, give up because I, I agree you can't give up a lot of uh, youth for a center fielder who quote unquote is on the decline in the outfield can't do that. Another guy that you didn't mention I'm surprised about that. Now I understand last year wasn't a great year for him offensively speaking, and I know that he's also one of these guys that is interchangeable. He's played some center field, but he's also an infielder. He's in Arizona. They have a bunch of I don't know what the hell they're doing in Arizona. So that to me is always an open market as well. But Cattell Marte. He's someone that is, I feel like, could be up for grabs. And I'm not saying that he's at the elite list of center fielders, but he's someone that I think could could be in this offense an impact offensively. Now, defensively, I'm not really sure about his analytics in center field, but I'm sure that they're better than uh, some of the free agents that are out there. That's for sure. Yeah, he. So last year, he basically played second base in DH, uh, but he has played the outfield in the past. He hasn't played a ton of center field. He's mostly been a second baseman and a shortstop, but he does have experience in the outfield. He is signed, I think, to a long-term contract. They have him signed for a bunch of years on a relatively team-friendly deal. I think it goes back to the same thing, which is cost, which is, okay, that's a an adequate replacement. But A, what is he offensively? Because he didn't have a great year last year. And B, am I downgrading defensively in center field too? Probably since he's played so much infield the last couple of years. One option I also thought of, and he's also played center field. I don't think great, but he's played everywhere as Ian Happ. You know, the Chicago Cubs decided not to trade Ian Happ at the trade deadline. They decided to trade, not trade a couple of guys at the trade deadline. Ian Happ has one more year of control. That to me is like, I'd like Ian Happ as a DH candidate. As a super utility, he plays all the time, but not locked in in one position candidate. He doesn't feel like the ideal replacement for Brandon Nemo. Look, here's the moral of the story, Pete. They're better off keeping him. Like that's uh, the, the end result is when you go through the internal options, when you go through the external options, we just mentioned a bunch of names, the downsides of all of them. The greatest upside is just keeping Brandon Nemo. Uh, obviously you could spend more and sign Trey Turner and say, that's the upgrade. We've upgraded our offense by replacing Brandon Nimmo with Trey Turner. That's an absolute option. You could do the same thing with Aaron judge where no one would argue. Aaron judge is an upgrade over Brandon Nimmo. Trey Turner offensively is an upgrade over Brandon Nimmo, but it's going to come at a really, really high cost financially as compared to what you're going to give Brandon Nemo. So they're better off re-signing him. They're better off re-signing Jacob DeGrom, like we discussed. You can only imagine what we're going to say in the Edwin Diaz podcast. They're better off re-signing Edwin Diaz. They really are, and I, I don't know if they will, but they are better off keeping their guys. I haven't mentioned an emotional attachment to Nemo the way I did, Jake. I, I sort of do. I mean, Nemo's, Nemo's a guy I like. I think we all like him. I don't think anybody dislikes Brandon Nimmo. 
Um, I guess because he's not an all-time great, I wouldn't have this, oh, my God, he can't play for another team feel. It would be weird to see Brandon Nimmo on another team. It'd be strange, especially if it's the Yankees. They lose Aaron Judge, and they naturally say, let's go get Brandon Nimmo. That'd be effed up. That'd be weird. It'd be strange to see Nimmo in a Yankee uniform. But I don't have that same reaction I had with DeGrom and even Alfonso when they lost him to the Giants, where I say he cannot play for another team. I think I say it very businesslike. They're better off keeping him. Like, it's just a straight-up baseball decision. And we just went through why. They are better off keeping Brandon Nemo, but my stomach doesn't crawl with the idea of him in another jersey. Is it odd, though? Like, you, you were looking at this team that was 101 wins. They It soured us so much the way that they failed. And yet you look at... The, the free agents, the top free agents that are out there, three out of the, the top free agents are our guys. Yeah. And we just said how we kind of have to keep them. But then if that's the case, and this is to, uh, some other issues in the league too for some of the teams that are like, oh, what are we doing? We kind of feel stale. How do you get better if you stay the same? Well, my answer to this is not going to make you happy. And I know it didn't make Sal happy, and I know it doesn't make a lot of Met fans happy. But the way you get better is that you call up guys and they contribute. And Francisco Alvarez, to me, is a game changer. Because if Francisco Alvarez is half as good offensively as we think he can be, the New York Met lineup has just changed dramatically. So it's boring sometimes to say that, but it's the reality. The Houston Astros lost Carlos Correa in free agency a year ago. And the kid who replaced him is not only going to get some rookie of the year votes. He's not going to win, obviously, because of Julio. But he was the ALCS MVP. You know, when the Astros, I hate to use them again, but they are the gold standard. When they <laughs> lost Garrett Cole, it's not as if they woof, replaced him. with Framber Valdez became really good. Christian Javier became really good. So... I know that after the embarrassment of the way this season ended and knowing Steve Cohen owns this team, there's this feeling of we need to shake it up. We need to remind MLB who we are. And while I'd still love to see it in the right spot, I think if you ask the question, well, how do you get better if the priority is just keeping Diaz and keeping Nimmo and keeping DeGrom and then the payroll's over $300 million and they're not doing anything big? Yeah, it's your young guys have to do well. And... I'll surmise it real quick with what the biggest issue is with the Yankees. The biggest issue with the Yankees is not analytics. The biggest issue with the Yankees is all their kids haven't panned out. That their young guys that they were going to rely on, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, Clint Frazier, Greg Bird, you go down the list, they didn't turn out to be what Brian Cashman had hoped for. And so the New York Mets have three guys who we barely saw this year, we barely saw them, that are going to have big impacts on the Met lineup next year. Brett Beatty, Francisco Alvarez, Mark Vientos. So, look, we'll go deeper into what else they can do, and that doesn't mean they can't make a big move, but if the, if the, if the result you have, Pete, is, all right, I love Brandon, but all we're going to do is keep our guys, how the hell do we get better? That's how you get better. But do you agree, you know, this exercise of, looking at contracts and looking at alternatives that the best scenario for the Mets 
besides signing Judge, let's just put that aside. Obviously, Aaron Judge is a great player. Assuming the Mets don't blow Judge away and say, all right, Judge is replacing Nimmo. He's the center fielder. We'll move Marte there once in a while. But it's Judge, Marte, Canna in the outfield. Judge, Marte, McNeil in the outfield. Other than that, do you agree that resigning Brandon Nimmo is the best course of action? Turner's the, only, the better one. Turner, if I had to pick one of two, it would be it Judge is not, the, not included, it's Turner. Okay. I want Turner. I want Trey Turner on the New York Mets because he seems like he could – we talked about this before. Who can play in New York? Turner can play anywhere, and he can literally play anywhere on the field. And I think that guy could be an asset and could add more to the lineup that we desperately need. Yeah, and he steals bases too, which is not an attribute of Brandon Nimmo's game. You know, Trey Turner hits for a higher average, doesn't walk quite as much, but, you know, can steal base. That's for damn sure. I mean, there's a guy who goes out and steals 25, 30 bases a year. I'm not sure that's going to last forever because he's 29 years old. He is a little bit younger than Brandon Nimmo. So your vote here is let Nimmo go and replace him with Trey Turner. He's more expensive. There's the conversion to center field. That would be an issue. All, of course, assuming he's willing to make that conversion, that would be your choice, even if it's much, 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 much more expensive. Triple the price. Uh, I, I I think he's an upgrade okay. in a lot of different areas. I think it upgrades the team. Um, but there's got a lot of – there will have to be a lot more to be done to – to be make that sufficient as far as, you know, squaring up some other, okay. other parts of the team. So let's figure it out this way. Your best option is Judge or Trey Turner. Yeah. No, which one? Trey Turner or Aaron Judge? Oh, I trust Turner. More. Yeah. I, I agree with you, and I know that's not maybe what some Met fans looking for blood want to hear because they just want to stick it to the Yankees. But I don't. I don't care about that. By the no, way, no, I that's agree. Not the, that's not the point of judge. I, no, I don't care. He's a talented player. Okay. I think he's amazing. I think he's one of the be- the biggest stars in the league. I mean, if he became a Met, I'd be very happy about it. But if you're talking about the two versatile players, I think Turner makes an impact throughout the entire season. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If if this is in its own vacuum, not going to affect going after other free agents and keeping Jacob Degrom, and it's just Steve Cohen saying, "I want to get better." I'd agree with you. I'd put Trey Turner in center field, number one, Judge two, Nimmo three. But after that, and and I I think we'd all agree, Judge is unrealistic. Turner, the idea of Turner, maybe. I mean, he likes New York, but the conversion to center field is a question. After those three options with Nimmo being third, that's it. Like, we wouldn't want to go down the road of uh, trading for Cedric Mullins or trading for Brian Reynolds or signing Cody Bellinger or Kevin (laughs) Kiermaier or that kind of plow. No, I'd agree with I agree. you. I, I would also predict that the New York Mets will resign Brandon Emmo. I think ultimately he will return to the New York Mets. And I'll go on record and say the contract will be five years, 110. 5-110 for the Brandon Emmo contract. So we'll check it out and see how accurate we are. We also have a podcast coming about other free agents, including Edwin Diaz, and a podcast about all the other free agents as we get set for the off season. Cause it's going to be here before you know it, before you know it, uh, any comments or questions, you can leave it in the, uh, the podcast comment section, or you can tweet at me at Evan Roberts, WFAN check out Hoff with Tiki and Tierney 10 a.m. on the fan, me and Craig two o'clock on the fan. Thanks for listening to another exciting edition of Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? 
Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.